0: Hello, blessings and lights, everyone. This is the Cosmic Eye Podcast. I am Jason. I'm your host. And this is the Sunday Tarot Talk. Sunday Tarot Talk. So each week, we're working on a new card from the Major Arcana, the 22 Major Arcana. Uh, This week, we are on key number eight, strength. Key number eight, strength. And this show is the Serpent Power. So we're going to talk about the serpent power and the, and what that means, what that represents, and so forth, and how that relates to this strength card. So thank you, Cosmic Eye family, uh, for showing up each week. Appreciate you guys. Uh, like I said, blessings and light to you all. Hope you have a wonderful week. Uh, usually most people are listening to this on Monday. Uh, so have go into the week with some positivity and blessings and light to you all. Uh, follow us on social media at Cosmic Eye Tarot. Uh, you can also find us online at cosmiceye.org, so on cosmiceye.tarot or uh, cosmic eye tarot at cosmic eye tarot on Instagram. Every Friday, I've got free uh, angels slash uh, ancestor readings, and then on Monday, I do uh, the tarot videos, free tarot videos for uh, for the astrological signs, so Earth, Air, Fire, and Water signs readings. All right, I want to thank uh, my Mentor and teacher in this in this field, uh, Dr. Paul Foster Case. unfortunately, I never had the pleasure of meeting him in this uh, physical plane, but he's definitely here in spirit with us in this work that we do. and you know the bulk of what i I know about Tarot I draw from uh, BoTA and their work and uh, Dr. Paul Foster Case's uh, work. He is the creator of that organization. so I highly, highly recommend bota.org if you want to go super deep into tarot and any of dr paul foster case's books that are available on amazon are awesome so i want to recommend those all right we start out with the pattern on the trestle board uh, which is our kabbalistic affirmation that we do each week uh, before we we do the show So as I said before, this can be found online. You can Google pattern, the pattern on the trestle board, T-R-E-S, excuse me, T-R-E-S-T-L-E-B-O-A-R-D, trestle board, that's a Masonic symbol. All right, so pattern on the trestle board. This is the truth about self. Zero, all the power that ever was or will be is here now. Number one, I am a center of expression for the primal will to good, which eternally creates and sustains the universe. Number two, through me, its unfailing wisdom takes form in thought and word. Number three, filled with understanding of its perfect law, I'm guided moment by moment along the path of liberation. Number four, from the exhaustless riches of its limitless substance, I draw all things needful, both spiritual and material. Number five, I recognize the manifestation of the undeviating justice in all the circumstances of my life. Number six, in all things great and small, I see the beauty of the divine expression. Number seven, living from that will supported by its unfailing wisdom and understanding. Mine is the victorious life. Number eight, I look forward to the eternal splendor of the limitless light. I look forward to the perfect realization, the eternal splendor of the limitless light. Excuse me. Number nine, in thought and word and deed, I rest my life from day to day upon the sure foundation of eternal being. Number 10, the kingdom of spirit is embodied in my flesh all right so for those of you who are familiar with the kabbalistic tree of life you will see how those affirmations correspond to the different sefirot of the tree uh, the different the different um uh, the different centers on the tree so that is the pattern on the trestle board so grab your uh strength card if you have one in your deck uh, if you have a deck a tarot deck or pull it up online and again you can use the uh, the bota card or the Uh, The Rider-Waite version is very, very similar, and it really helps to look at uh, at the card as we go along. So I'll describe it though for for those of you who don't have the card in front of you, or maybe you're just listening and you don't have access to the card. I'm sure most of you are familiar with it if you're listening, but let's just kind of go over it anyway. So let me grab this picture. All right, so the card overall is mostly yellow. The background is yellow. It's very similar to the Magician card and is connected to the energy of of this, uh, this Mercury energy and this uh, energy that the Magician represents as well. In that three level structure that I talked about last week, uh, we're starting the second row. So the top row, if you lay out all uh, 22 of the cards, the Fool is kind of a wild card and sits on top. There's three rows of seven below the Fool. Uh, the first row is one through seven, which we've already went through. So Magician to uh, to the Chariot, and then it starts uh, key eight, Uh, to to 14 of temperance that's the second row and then 15 which is the devil and it goes to the world on the third row below that so you can imagine three rows of seven sitting directly above each other Uh, so then in that that scheme uh, the the magician card is right above the strength card so you know that there's connections to between these three cards between the magician and strength and the devil which is going to be below it the devils below it. So you'll see that laid out and you can find that uh, in the Bota tarot tableau. Uh, there's a there's a really nice uh, there's a really nice representation of that if you look if you look at that. Uh, so if you know what that is you can, you can you can even Google that if you want to find out more about it. Okay so the strength card, like I said is mainly yellow. She is uh, bending over and holding open the mouth of a lion and or closing it depending on how you look at it there's a wreath there's a wreath of of roses around the lion and a wreath of, of vegetation or, or little sort of leafy plants with flowers uh, on the on the woman's head and then above her head is the infinity symbol on its side they're standing on sort of a, a green landscape and then there's a purplish mountain in the background there's a purplish mountain peak on the in the background, and that that mountain peak is the same one that we saw in the Lovers card, and it's the same one. The mountain peak actually in the next card that we're going to look at, the Hermit, we're actually on top of that mountain peak. So that Hermit is actually on top of that mountain peak that you see in the background there. So all of these cards are connected, all the symbols are connected. It's all a progression. So you know you can listen to each one of these these lessons, of course, on their own, but it's great to to go through the whole thing and listen to them, see how they're connected. Because I'll go through that okay so oh the other thing i forgot sorry so there's an eight on there as well which is an important symbol and this letter this hebrew letter tate t-h-e-t is one way to spell it tate and it is um a letter that we're going to go into very deeply that letter that it means snake i'll talk about that in a moment so that's that's this reference to this idea of the serpent power uh first off i want to point out that the red lion symbolizes the same kind of power that we're going to go into we're going to talk about the serpent power uh this great magical agent uh, that Alephus levy and paul foster case recognize it as in this uh, and in the golden dawn system they call that uh, the great magical agent as well in certain places uh this red lion though does represent that same thing uh it is this this energy and you know so in alchemy there's a there's a red line and there's a green line the green line is a sort of un, untamed energy and the red line is a tamed energy and you can see that uh that this woman in the in the image of the strength card has tamed this lion so that's a key, that's a real key to understanding the the depth of this card understanding the symbolism on this card is that taming of this energy that we're going to talk about known as the serpent power. Okay, so let's take a look here. And okay, so first off, as I said, strength is related to uh key uh to, to the uh, number eight, the number eight, the strength card is number eight, and it's connected to the Hebrew letter Tate, as I said. So some of the occult meanings of the number eight include rhythm, periodicity alternation pulsation vibration flux and reflux involution and and evolution 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 education culture and then this idea of the response of subconsciousness the subconscious mind to everything symbolized by the number seven uh the chariot card and if you want to go back and listen to that that'll make sense again each card is a culmination of the previous card and builds on And builds on it so there's a there's definitely progressive system through this uh through this system of the major arcana the one through the excuse me the zero through the 21 cards uh, which make up the 22 arcana from the fool to the world and of course we're going through each one of those and we're on key number eight which is the strength card Uh, the hebrew letter tate has the meaning of serpent or snake in kabbalistic symbolism so if you look at that letter So that's why it's important to have these cards in front of you. If you look at that letter, you'll see that the letter itself actually looks like a snake. Uh, It looks like the head, head and tail of a snake. Uh, So there's this idea, and you know, if you go back to the ancient sort of uh, Paleo Hebrew and so forth, and ancient forms of Hebrew, uh, each of the letters had a. Had a a symbolic association, a hieroglyphic picture that was associated with the letter, so that it was a letter that would make up a word. So you'd use them to spell words, but each individual letter also had a hieroglyphic meaning, a secret symbol associated with it. And snake is the one associated with this. Uh, So, you know, if you've studied any esoteric material, most of you I'm sure have, or any magical work, or, uh, you know, Wiccan stuff, mythology, et cetera, you know, comparative mythology you're gonna recognize that the snake is one of the most frequently used and obviously important symbols in uh, in occultism and in esoteric work and in spiritual understanding. And whenever the, the wise teachers today or, or in the past use or use this symbol, generally speaking, the serpent is used to really compress down Uh, the knowledge the understanding of this idea of the great magical agent the serpent power also known as kundalini these are all part of the same same uh, energy source uh, into this single symbol into the single symbol of the snake and of course the snake has the connotation of shedding its skin the idea of shedding its skin so there's a a death and rebirth thing there that's sort of an idea of eternal life um, a constantly changing form You know, all these things are are associated with them. We'll get more into that, Uh, but again, what is this great magical agent I'm speaking of? I'm gonna quote Paul Foster Case here and just read this through when he speaks about the great magical agent, the great magical agent. And Paul Foster Case says, the great magical agent is an actual force employed every day by everyone. It is cosmic electricity, the universal life principle, the conscious energy which takes form as all existing things and builds them all from within. In human personality, it is specifically manifested as a subtle kind of nerve force to which our Asian brethren give the name kundalini or the coiled one coiled one so anyone who's familiar with yoga understand that concept of kundalini it's this coiled energy which is in the muladhara chakra the the base chakra at the bottom of the spine it's coiled up there ready you know ready to 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 come into action in your life when you give it the right spiritual sort of um, orders as as it were Um, and there's different practices for for achieving that Uh, Mainly in the Western mystery tradition, mainly in the magical traditions of the West, there are not as many physical exercises. There are meditations, and there is, uh, you know, there are a number of uh, of of works that that do directly uh, act on uh, the Kundalini energy. Um, But mostly, it's it's more it's more subtle work that takes place with visualization and imagery, and mental practice and study. You might think of it more if you know anything about yoga. There's four yogas as a as a the yoga philosophy or nyana yoga. Uh, the Western philosophy is more philosophical and less, I would say, physical and exercise oriented like hatha yoga or you know the kundalini type yogas that we're familiar with here in the West. Uh, both equally effective. Uh, both, I think, for oftentimes for the same people, but sometimes for different people they, you know, it's just like, you know, I think that, uh, you know, yoga tradition kind of understood that people have different ways of navigating through uh, life and then had a system for each type of individual. So, you know, for those of us who, who who enjoy like visualizing and imagery and creativity and reading and study, I think this Western path is a very effective one, uh, as effective as, you know as a as a as a yoga practice uh just it's just a different one so the the, you know these tarot cards act like activators so when you meditate upon them you work with the symbols you understand them you take the time each day as we talk about the five minutes each day when you're starting out to really just kind of meditate and contemplate these cards really just look at the imagery work with the imagery understand it and so forth it goes to work on your subconscious mind it goes to work in the unconscious and starts to open up these centers it opens up these different powers we have within us and each one of these cards has a specific representation of a of a power that's available to us and how we can get at it Uh, so this strength card again is this is this great magical agent that paul foster case is talking about and she you know she's controlling this lion and demonstrating to us, controlling this red lion and demonstrating to us that we have to take charge of this energy that's within ourselves. And it's the same energy. So there's no difference between our conscious mind, our subconscious mind, and the Kundalini energy. They all work together, just different sort of frequencies or different sort of vibrations of the same one power. We'll talk about this more. So part of this, uh, part of the daily work. Of of every student of, of ageless wisdom or this Western mystery tradition, this magical tradition we're talking about, is to learn to control this magical agent. And, and a you know, a really big step toward this control is to first establish in your own mind, first establish this, understand it, right? The truth that the that all the myriad forms, all the various things we see out there in, in physical existence are simply transformations of this one energy, this great magical agent. You know, the world seems to us to be filled with, an, you know, a number of all of these different things. But all of these different things we see, you know, whether they're different forms of energy, different people, different animals, trees, objects, what have you, these are all just disguises for the one thing, the spirit, the essential nature. Uh, uh you know of being and so you know that's that's something you have to remember And again I'll, I'll get more into that but so the kabbalistic name for the mode of consciousness that's connected to this letter tate so the kabbalists had this whole system each letter was attached each letter had a mode of consciousness attached to it and the tarot cards since they use these hebrew letters have the same modes of consciousness these are different ways of of, of experiencing consciousness Different powers if you will of consciousness and so forth uh so this one is called the intelligence of the secret works the intelligence of the secret works so you can tell there's 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 a deep message involved with this card when it's connected to something like like this title the intelligence of the secret works you're really beginning to learn how to uh to use this agent to to manifest the the things and the the, the healings and the, you know, the types of experiences you want to have uh, through correct use of this. So the secret of right work, really, and we talk about right work. So, you know, we can be doing things in an incorrect way, but the secret of right work is to ensure that whatever we're working on is, is going to cause the intended result. In other words, like it's, you know, the thing that we actually want to have happen, you know, happens, it unfolds. And we're not like, you know, putting putting energy out there that's causing harm. We're not putting out there energy that's backfiring and or energy that's just like ineffective or you know intentions. Say you know say we have an intention to start a business. You know you want to make sure that that intention is followed through on and that you know that all of the things happen that you you want to happen. So it's like, you know you, so you're starting with the secret of right work. You want to understand that. So what is the essence then of that secret? that secret. What is the essence of the secret of right work? What is the essence of working with this, this, uh, this serpent energy, this great magical agent? All right, that is that the knowledge that the working power, the working power behind everything, everything in the universe is the infinite energy of the one power, the one presence, and the one spirit. That's it. That's the secret and it's an open secret. We've all heard this. If we watch the movie The secret, if we have any contact with you know new thought ideas, if we have any sort of like basic metaphysical understanding, you know this is an open secret, let's call it. but it is a secret nonetheless because the average person walking down the street does really really doesn't understand how much uh, this this affects their life. So the thing that you've got to understand is that your thought, is connected to this infinite energy, this one power, this one presence. And so what you think about manifests in your life. What you think about in your conscious mind drops down into subconsciousness and then is is experienced in the body, in your daily life, in the vibrations that you're sending out to other people, in what you're attracting to yourself. That's the law of attraction, they call it. Uh, All of these ideas are connected to understanding that, first, everything is made up of this one essence, this one spirit, this one power. So, of course, by extension, you are a part of that one presence and that one power. Your thought is a part of that one presence and one power. So you're creating within a thing. You live and move and have your being in. You are that thing, and that thing is you. So you have to recognize that you have to put your your faith in that one presence, in that one power, in that divine substance that makes up this manifested universe. Jesus put it this way. He said, I do nothing in myself. The father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. It's that same idea when you can rest on that confidence that your ego is not the one that's manifesting things. Your ego is the one that's putting you in a direction. Your ego and your conscious mind make choices. They think things they create plans they have goals it has goals and desires and so forth right but the, the actual process of the manifestation that takes place through spirit it takes place through this mysterious this mysterious force known as spirit you've got to connect to that and have faith in that that fact before you can really begin to work with these laws so to be certain of success in our work we got to recognize that this power sometimes called the I am, as I said, the one spirit, I said that before, the one spirit, the one presence, the one source, however you want to call it, God, Uh, when we're able to recognize this and able to do this, then we can release, we can totally release our concerns with the outcome of the work. You know, you've heard people say, let go and let God. You know, I heard that for years and years and years and years, and I never understood what it meant. And honestly, I'm, 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 you know, just in the last few years have really begun to understand what that means and have been able to apply it so you've got to keep repeating that idea and really working with that idea over and over and over again in a repetitious fashion and you know keep feeding your mind the positive sort of programming that it needs to to understand the truth of life because the world will have you believe that it's only realistic to be negative oh be realistic people will say you know look at life look at how terrible it is over here look at the devastation over there and you know look at the wars and awful things that are occurring that's you know that's what existence is and it's like well no that's one thing that's going on that's an application or a misapplication of this spiritual energy uh, that unfortunately is unfolding uh, for a lot of people, and you know we're all part of that same energy, and we're you know we're we're, we're sort of we're responsible for you know sending out our positive energy into that stuff. So, but here's the thing: it's like we are, as a human, as the human race, as a collective, as a collective energy source, are believing in wrong things and creating situations of war, creating situations of poverty, creating situations of scarcity not operating in harmony with mother earth and things like that and that's a problem of consciousness it's not a problem of reality there's plenty to go around you know the earth is 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 very very productive and it can handle a massive amount of population if if we sustainably work with its resources so that's i mean that's just one application of this idea so you know think about that what we're thinking about is what we're creating you know, so if we continually think about the negative, destructive elements of, of, of humanity and, the, you know, all the dark things that occur and go on, we are just feeding that energy and creating more of it. So be very careful what you watch. Be very careful what you read about. Be very careful what you think about because, you know, you can either be part of the problem or part of the solution. Part of the solution, you got to rise above that and intend for and visualize and pray about. And think about and do magical work towards peace, towards prosperity, towards abundance, towards health, towards sustainability, towards towards love, you know, towards uh, good spiritual communication between all people, uh, and things like that. So, so think about that. So this, the idea of this uh, of letting go and letting God is this sort of an unconcern with the results. It's not an indifference, though. There's a very big Difference between indifference and unconcern. Unconcern is like I don't, you know, I'm I I don't I'm not attached to the outcome, but it's not a sort of vague or dreamy feeling that oh everything's going to turn out okay. You know what you want, you intend for it, you affirm for it, and then you let go and let God do what God needs to do. So again, I'm going to quote Paul Foster Case because you know the master of this material, and he said one must be specific. Knowing what is in intended, and fully resolved to bring about definite results, the thing to avoid is is anxiety about the outcome. So the thing, you know, so you have to know what you want. You have to see it clearly. You have to visualize it. You have to have a definite, a definite goal in mind, a definite um, desire in mind, very clear picture of it, some fashion or another. You have to affirm and believe for it. And then you have to let it go. I mean, you can keep doing affirmations and so on and kind of reminding yourself. And I think that's very positive, but you release the attachment to the outcome. And I've seen this, you know, in my own business stuff. Um, you know, finally starting to, you know, get some traction in certain areas that I've been trying to get traction in for years and years. And I, you know, I've known this material. I've known about it, I've I've thought I've understood it intellectually and so on. But I realized like part of me was like trying to force things to happen the way that I, the ego wants things to be done instead of, you know, having an intention, having faith in it, not knowing how it's necessarily going to unfold, doing my part, but not getting overly, not getting overly concerned with how it's going to unfold, when it's going to unfold, you know, by what means it's going to unfold and so on. You know, there's a great power in just placing your faith in the universe, putting your intention out there. You're doing the work. It's not like you just like, you know, throw an idea out there and and then expect like, oh, you know, I want to have a business that does, you know, XYZ and sales and, you know, reaches this many people through marketing and so on. And then you don't do anything. You got to take the actions, but it's like, there's a magic when you, when you, suddenly let go of the, just like this grasping where you're really tightly holding on to whether or not it's going to happen. You know, that's a lack of faith when, you, when you're anxious about it, uh, if that makes sense. You know, when you're concerned about the future, when you're concerned about the results, you're making mental images of failure. When you're worried, when you're anxious, then you're creating pictures in your mind and in your life of what you do not want. And when you create those, then you're going to have those negative experiences unfold. It's an inevitable consequence. If you plant carrots, you're going to get carrots. If you plant beets, you're going to get beets. If you plant weeds, you're going to get weeds. So anxiety, I've found, and I've seen this in my own life, is often connected to some kind of subconscious determination or desire uh, to fail. You know, and, and you you don't really recognize it again. It's subconscious. It's a shadow element of yourself. You would never think like, oh, some part of me wants to fail. Um, but it there it's for some of us, especially spiritual people, there can be a lot of negative attachments associated with abundance, associated with especially financial abundance or business or you know some of these more quote unquote serious things or you know kind of like worldly things. Um, and we may have a hang up about, about you know, earning money or, or, you know, manifesting the things we want in a certain area or, you know, even if it's something like you're running a nonprofit and you need a new space, sometimes, you know, there's a guilt or something that, oh, I you know, I, I, I don't deserve this or I don't, I don't need to think about this or that aspect of things because i'm just trying to go to, you know do good work and so but the thing is you can do better work when you have better tools better spaces you know better information better computers all these things enhance your 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 job as it were and your and your spiritual sort of um intention and presence so so think about that uh, but anyway this idea this will to fail can it can be based on a subconscious fear ultimately that you know, there's, you you lack the power to accomplish goals, you know, so something in you in the shadow realm, in the subconscious part of yourself may feel like, oh, I can't do this thing. So you really, you know, you've got to overcome that fear. And, you know, it's not really that, it's a pretty simple thing to do. It's not necessarily easy at first, but it's a simple thing. And this is where it starts. It starts by recognizing that we all have the power within us. Every single one of us, you listening right now, have the power to accomplish whatever you want to do. Whatever you can visualize clearly and definitely and, and see it and you know, formulate a, 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 a desire into an actual affirmation or a clear, defined desire, you can make it happen. And when you fully grasp this truth, then those subconscious fears disappear. And with those fears goes that subconscious will to fail that we just spoke about. So really think about this. The first step, as I said, is to recognize that the one power, the one presence, the unity consciousness, the the super consciousness, cosmic consciousness, God consciousness, whatever you want to call it, is in and through. and makes up everything in life everything in the manifested universe including you including your conscious mind including your conscious thought including your desires including your will to do things all of that is part of that one power that one presence so you start with that and then also recognize that that power is within you as i just said it's it's within you so you have the ability to accomplish whatever you want to do whatever you want to be whatever you want to have you know and and there's nothing wrong with doing those things um you know sometimes we get we get again hung up on these 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 guilt or you know fear feelings and so on or even just some sort of vague Idea that's in the back of our mind about what it means to be a spiritual person, and you know, look, to live simply is is a fantastic thing. To live in harmony with the earth and sustainably is a fantastic thing. I'm behind all that. I'm trying to move towards a more sustainable lifestyle in terms of you know my ecological and carbon footprint and all of that stuff, and I think that's a fantastic thing. But at the same time, um, you know, we can do things in a in a different and better way. So you know, it doesn't. We don't have to be um you know some kind of like terrible industrialist or something to uh to, ma- to manifest abundance in our lives we can do things that are um that are good for ourselves for you know other people for the environment for the social well-being of of other folks and and all of that and you know and even even you know be in balanced with the earth um if we do things in the right way so you know study about that learn about it if you know if there's some part of yourself that feels like oh i I gotta i don't want to do any of this stuff i don't want to start a business because i don't want to be destructive and i don't want to create a bunch of garbage and i don't want to you know increase the carbon footprint you know my carbon footprint or whatever you know there's ways to do things there's always new ways to do things and you know new fortunes and new abundance we found in ways that actually work in harmony with the earth so think about that um you know it's 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 one of those ideas and you may not have a hang up like that you may have your own hang up but think about the idea of you know if there's something that seems like it's holding you back then you've got to first keep reminding yourself that it's all one the one source all the one power all the one substance everything and you're a part of that and so you have the power within you to manifest what you want to manifest what you dream about manifest what you desire Uh, So, so think about everything you see and experience in your day-to-day life as, as a manifestation of this one spirit. So you've got to kind of make a habit of it, you know, make a little exercise of it. And this is what I want to kind of charge with this week. Try to think about um, as you're going about your day-to-day business, really recognizing uh, this one, this one, the great magical agent, as it's called, or the serpent power, this conscious, intelligent energy recognize that that the presence in everything you know just practice thinking about this over and over again you pick something up this apple is filled with one energy and the one presence you know i'm walking down the street the concrete is filled with this one energy and this one presence however you do it you know and just kind of keep imagining keep seeing it keep visualizing it keep it in your consciousness And then when you, you know, you're making contact with all the objects in your, in your surroundings, just, just, again, just remind yourself of the true spiritual nature behind their sort of physicality. So, you know, you can't see me, but I'm kind of like knocking on this desk. And it's like, we know if we've studied any, you know, any kind of metaphysics or, you know, quantum physics, that this just appears solid to us. You know, the desk appears solid, the computer appears solid because, you know, we're experiencing it on that level with our senses but in reality, it's just energy. It's congealed energy. So make it a habit to try to see, to hear, to smell, to taste, to touch the one presence everywhere in everything, all the time. And even if you've heard this idea before, and you, know, you understand it, you know, like I was talking about that earlier, um, you know, about that let go and let God idea, I understood it in my mind but it hadn't permeated into my soul you want this knowledge to permeate your whole mind body experience mind body soul spirit experience knowing it as an idea it's it's not enough you got to make the knowledge second nature by repetition that's why i'm repeating this over and over again throughout this lesson i want you to understand this serpent power you know i want you to understand it's something within yourself and it's not just something that comes out through through you know doing kundalini yoga or doing certain types of meditation it's something that you already have a, a a control of and you know it's something that is is it starts in the conscious mind it's connected to your thought and then it takes place in the subconscious mind through the orders that you're giving the subconscious mind the desires that you're giving to the subconscious mind those are turned over to super consciousness and that mysterious thing happens that creates this you know, this reality that we live in, this, this the experiences they have, the things that we, you know, deal with on a day-to-day basis. Everything's a manifestation of spirit. And if you repeat your, repeat something like that to yourself as you're walking around, as you're doing your work, as you're, you know, picking up a book, everything is a manifestation of spirit. Everything is a manifestation of spirit. You get cut off in traffic. Everything is a manifestation of spirit. Something to think about, you know, something to think about during the, during the week and, you know, and keep, you know, meditating on this card and thinking about this card and, and looking at it on a daily basis for the week, uh, as, as I hope you do with each week when you're listening to these lessons. And recognize that, that one power within yourself and within everything else around you. And that's really going to help you to transcend your ordinary mind, your ordinary thinking, and you'll be able to create a, a truly magical life for yourself. And what does that mean? It means you can manifest your desires and dreams in, a, in an elegant way, in a way that's beneficial to yourself and other people and the earth and, you know, other populations around you and, you know, different groups and so on. So there's a, there's a, there's a, you know, there's a sort of idea behind it that you're manifesting your desires and dreams for the good of, of all. And, and you know the difference, trust yourself. You know, you know the difference when you're being selfish and when you're, you know, operating from ego and selfishness and sort of destructive kind of negative desires and so on, you know, the difference between that and when you're operating with your higher self at the wheel, you know, trust yourself, understand that, do some meditation on it, You'll, you'll, you'll get in touch with it. So that's it for the strength card. Get in touch with that serpent power, you know, use your conscious mind to use that power that's available to you. It's a great magical agent, this cosmic consciousness that you are, that you live in, that you have your being in. Next week, we're going to talk about the Hermit. That is a great card, a lot of great lessons in that card, so we'll look at that one. Uh, thank you again for joining us. Appreciate you being here each week. Uh, you can check us out at CosmicEye.org. I am at at eye tarot. C-O-S-M-I-C-E-Y-E-T-A-R-O-T at Cosmic Eye Tarot on Instagram or on TikTok. And also we are available on anchor.fm slash cosmic eye. Check out our show on Wednesday. I'm doing a show with Angel, who's a a fantastic uh, clairvoyant uh, and psychic who is giving us tips or, you know, we're talking about tips about intuition and so forth. And that is every Wednesday, and that's called the Spirit Work Show. So we were calling it uh, Spirit Wisdom. We're now calling it Spirit Work to better kind of reflect what we're doing there. So thank you again for joining us. Have a great week. Tune in again next week, as I said, for the Hermit card, which is key number nine. Uh, Blessings and light to you all. Speak to you soon. Anchor.fm slash Cosmic Eye if you'd like to make a donation. Thanks again. Take care. Bye-bye.